previously on My Best Friend's Journal. It's Thanksgiving, bitch. We haven't even mentioned it, it yet. Happy Mike. Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Slept late after Bubble Lounge in YE. That stands for New Year's Eve. With Cam and That's a you. whole list of other people. That's me. I'm in this very first entry. Amy. Uh, Goldfish Amy. Uh-huh. Goldfish Amy makes it sound like a slur. <laughs> what a random slur, but yeah. Amy Gefeltefishstein. Uh-huh. You wrote in the margins, vinyl happy hour and tested HIV negative. Drunk as a skunk on my Carlos Santana's and I walk out and there's a, a truck giving out HIV tests. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> The uncharted territory of the average straight man's butthole. So well, yeah, it's a it's a complicated situation. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to prep their asshole and douche for just a fucking finger? You know what I mean? It's kind of a tricky barrier to entry. Cause like <laughs> <laughs> So to speak. Five years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello, my beautiful little nugget. How are you? (gasps) Oh, little. No one ever calls me little. Hi, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Good. What do they call you? I don't know. I don't. I feel very average size most of the time. I know, but little. I rarely except for my dick. Sorry, I had to make that really clear. Welcome. (laughs) Hi, my best friend's journal. Here we are. That's Cam with a gigantic penis and Mike Mike with with the micro micro penis. (laughs) It's too easy. I thought you might be. disgusted by my cute little welcome but you were happy to hear it it's cute uh, i like it when people are happy to see me i am i am happy to see you always <laughs> especially especially because we see so little of each other because you have so many projects which is a beautiful thing but i'm happy for our um, scheduled recording times i know i was really really stoked today getting ready to record because we have had so little time to catch up this serves two purposes podcast and friend time it does by the way happy thanksgiving oh my god does this come out on turkey day it is well it's tofurkey day i almost called it gobble gobble day and that's not a thing it's honestly um, just as gobble gobble's better because that means to me the turkeys are living <laughs> they're uh, making their natural noise <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a do it again <laughs> it's like actually very good uh thank you what a random oh god, skill thank you <laughs> it's also very give, give another close animal. to choking on a dick sound um i will give you another animal in just a second but can you first give me um choking on a dick sound back and forth with gobble gobble i want to hear the difference yeah. oh. wow wow <laughs> yeah, it's like shockingly clear and specific they're very similar yet i know exactly which one you're doing okay and for your next animal noise uh give me a giraffe okay hang, 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 okay <laughs> I don't know what giraffes say. That's as good as, as anything I could have come up with. Um, well done. Do you have Thank any you. Thanksgiving plans? I know everyone's plans well, are up in the air right now. You know what? I've not given Thanksgiving 
a second thought. I'm going to be very honest with you. Usually it's a big deal for us. We've talked about it a hundred times. You we go always to go to Vegas. Yes. This time around, however, um, as of recording, Peter comes home in two days after being gone for five weeks. So I don't have any idea what we're doing for Thanksgiving. I would not be surprised if we just like got a small, like a large chicken or a small turkey and made our, uh, you know, a little a medium a little... sized Cornish hen. <laughs> no, it'd be a monster Cornish <laughs> game hen. Those things are tiny. Um, but I would. How tiny are you they? Know, a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be goaded. <laughs> no, I I think that we'll probably we might just get a little bird and make some favorite things. And are, is there going to be a Macy's parade? I haven't heard a single thing. I would I would guess it's going to be a virtual, like maybe concerts and celebrities doing stuff. You know? Oh God, it's going to be so lame. Um, whatever. Oh, I'm going to put on PJs and watch whatever awful version, awful fake version of the Macy's Day Parade. Um, and that's the sorry, spirit. Ma- <laughs> And just enjoy time with my husband. That's my only plan. Are you going upstate? That is a lovely plan. Um, yes, I am going upstate. It's just going to be my mom, Weibo, and I. So uh, hopefully, pretty low risk. Yeah, it, it's as safe as it could be. Absolutely. You're, and it's a party of three. I think most guidances stay with your immediate family, and also like limit gatherings to less than ten people. So I feel like that's the, the risk is pretty low. Wait, sorry, one second. <laughs> what? I I just had to uh, ignore. So Amy Gefeltefish, uh, Amy Goldfish, Amy, <laughs> I don't know what to call her uh-huh. now. She's got actually a different name altogether. She just called me and it, uh, interrupted our recording here and I had to swipe it away. Her, um, So her name on my phone is Amy Fuckface. And <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> no, it makes me giggle so much. I actually, she called me earlier today and I had uh, my headphones in and I didn't see who was calling. And it, the, I have never heard my phone announce anything more clearly. It can barely say anything, but whenever Amy Fuckface comes up, it goes, Amy Fuckface calling. And I love it so much. <laughs> she, um, there's something very, uh, like sophomoric and wonderful about making Siri curse. <laughs> I know, it's cute. Um, we were talking in our friend group about people's maiden names and if we had changed them in in our phone or not um and Mm -hmm. for most of my friends i haven't like however i first put you in my phone is how you still are 100 of all my girlfriends i've never changed the name totally i feel like that's normal um anyway so i was like i'll go in and put in all the um everyone's married names and amy's not married but i thought she could use an update as well (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) send a screenshot to everyone how i fixed them all and so i wanted to make sure we she had a good showing as well and so i was like see everyone's fixed and amy fuckface was right there and i just i never changed it back and i literally giggle every time it comes up i've got two that i giggle about um one of which is you and it's not your name but i put in um specifically i put the most unattractive yeah unflattering photo so fucking heinous i know what you're talking about i have like it was from the New Year's that was mentioned in the first episode of this journal in t- 2013. We had all gone uh-huh. out and gotten shit-faced, and you were like – it was a picture that was taken probably halfway through like a sentence or something, like a candid, but you had like a droopy eye, and it's just – it's awful, and it really tickles me. Yeah, well, it's like a drunk, droopy eye. I'm speaking in the middle of it. It's a little bit blurry, but also what's the worst part to me – I don't know if you know this – is that I have like – pretty inconsistent cover-up on i have like um (laughs) no i had never noticed i have like three gigantic pimples on my forehead and i just did a piss poor job trying to cover them up like whatever concealer i'm using does not match what looks like (laughs) very pasty skin in that photo like Uh, tragic you could only tell because it's a flash and a dark bar it's like the worst lighting ever anyway it's a terrible picture of you and i love it and then the other one is uh one of my girlfriends who shall remain nameless she 
uh, one time sent me a picture from a bar. She was uh, in a bathroom with one of her girlfriends and she was peeing in a urinal with giving me a thumbs up sign. (laughs) (laughs) That comes up every time she calls you. Every time she calls, it's her with like her dress gathered in front of her and she's squatting over a urinal, giving a thumbs up to the camera. And it makes me laugh every time she calls. I really, really adore it. I love that. Um, it reminds me of a photo for a show called Manifest Pussy by Shakina Nafek. Uh, she's a trans activist, and she was protesting the anti-trans um, North Carolina bathroom, the bathroom bill a yeah. few years ago. And to the poster was her just doing exactly what uh, you described, pissing in a <laughs> urinal. That's great. I love that form of protest. Pissing that urinal, girl. Um, speaking of urinals... <laughs> <laughs> This is your transition to a gayest moment. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I mean, it's not totally off brand. We have had a few uh, urinal-based gayest moments. The straight yeah. boys and the gross things they do at urinals. Chit-chatting at a urinal. Did you do anything gay this week? Um, I did, and it's actually a little bit Thanksgiving-themed. Oh, good. So it actually starts really sweet. Um, my teacher, who I've mentioned in the journal before, who's like my mentor, Mr. Feeney, taught me how to sing. Yeah. She sent me out of nowhere a um, little package, and it had mulling spices to make cider or mold wine and a little like holiday Thanksgiving card. And it was how did so she have fucking your address? sweet. I don't know. Actually, I'm thinking one of my friends... Uh, may have given it to her because we've sent a couple letters back and forth. Um, sure. Well, that's so sweet. So, so sweet. It was like, honestly, moving. What if that, It's just getting a letter is already so sweet. And anything in the mail is really nice when it's not a bill, you know, or like an advertisement. Um, so yeah. to get a little package was adorable. She's so sweet that way. She also sent me my first, like, dildo. college care package. Yes, my first dildo as well. Um, <laughs> she really is your mentor. She is. She's like, okay, so when you you want to sit on it the first time, you don't want to just shove it in there, bent over. Sitting is going to give you more control. Um, <laughs> She's not going to love this. No, uh, well, that's actually where the gayest moment comes in. So I text her. We start talking about how sweet that was. And she's like, what are you up to? And I realized I really haven't told her much at all. We have not kept up. And I was you were like, like, I have a podcast. Please don't listen. That is my gayest moment. She, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, she's, she's super proud. She's seen my shows all over the place. She's like driven out to see all of her favorite kids, which is just three of us um, at our like, you know, big moments. And uh, I was like, this podcast I do got a recommendation by the New York times. And she was like, that is amazing. Why didn't you tell me that? I want to hear this podcast. I want to know all about it. I was, Oh no. And <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I know. I was like, fuck. It just made me realize that I can't brag about this fucking show. Uh-huh. I can't tell anyone. Like, what do I do? Because then people are like, anyone who cares about me wants to support me and support it. But like, I don't know what I'm saying. feels like a contradiction because yes, my mom does listen to it, but we kind of, I, I don't know. We just, got through that wall and I don't feel like dealing with that with every person in my life ever, you know? Yeah, you've painted yourself into a vulgar gay corner here. I have. Uh. (laughs) A vulgar gay corner. That's my memoir. A vulgar gay corner. (laughs) The Michael Wessel story. Um, Um, Wait, what? There's a corner. There's a musical. uh, What am I trying to say? Nobody Uh, puts Michael in a vulgar gay corner? Yeah. Empty chairs and empty tables. I don't know. There's something about a what? corner somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. A corner of the sky. Oh, <laughs> yes. Whew, glad we got there. <laughs> Gotta find my corner to blow some guy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find my vulgar gay corner <laughs> to blow some guy. <laughs> there we are. Anyway, so she, I now realize that since I've bragged about this, I have to explain it to her. And so she's asking me the details, but I'm like, she 
barely uses the internet. She was very late to get a cell phone or a laptop. She's one of those, you know right. what I mean? You don't have to worry too much about her actually yeah. listening. So I was like, I would have to really direct her. She didn't really know how to get to a podcast. Uh, so I ignored her for a solid two days. Oh no. <laughs> I just didn't respond, <laughs> um, which I felt bad about. And then I was like, so sorry, I forgot to respond to this. Intentionally ignored this. Uh-huh. Because um, I don't know what to say. I don't want to be rude, but I was like, listen. I'm so sorry. I was avoiding this text message. So I was just blunt. I was like, so here's the premise of the show. My best friend reads my journal, and it gets very, very personal. And to be honest, I think it's a lot more details about me than you'd ever want to hear. So while I so appreciate your support, I'm looking forward to the next time I'm in a musical for you to come see. Um, and That's sweet. Did she respond? She did. She was like, um, she said something along the lines of not digging too deep. She's like, I won't, she's like, I wouldn't listen too hard. I would just, I just like a little bit of it. And I'm like, there's not, I couldn't find you 30 seconds without swallowing some dick or something, you know? So I don't know how to give her a sample. <laughs> what, what, what was that one like really, really raunchy episode early on, like episode 14 or something that Five was like and the 14 go-to. are notoriously, uh, <laughs> notoriously bad really ones. just like, we just ratcheted it up a couple notches. Yeah. You, you like gave us a lot of noises about, it was we really outdid ourselves it really it set a new bar um yeah oh my god episode one feels so tame in retrospect and i was like so nervous to put that out in the world here we are episode 75 and i'm making five i'm making gagging on dick noises just on demand i don't even (laughs) give it a second (laughs) don't give it a second thought you're like hey what does it sound like if you were to choke on some monster dick i'm like here (laughs) let me let me help Um, it's our diamond anniversary, by the way. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, 75 is diamond. I looked it up. Oh, great. And Thanksgiving, big episode. Yeah. Keep it going. Cam, what is your gayest moment? Uh, mine was much gayer than yours, so... I look forward to it. Um, not, not much gayer. Mine was gayer and a more... Well, anyway, you'll find out. <laughs> so I have a I have a, a girlfriend who... Um, I'm going to try to keep the details light because it's very personal, the story, um, but... Um, she is having a wonderful romance and, um, I was, I would say affair, but it's not that it's, it's like a romance and, and like, um, sexual relationship with a gentleman. Um, and she's been telling me all about it. We have a, that kind of relationship where we like to talk about these things and I'm, I'm very excited for her. She's, she's having a, a great time. Um, and they have been very open-minded with what they've been uh, getting into. I mean, she, she feels as though this guy really has no limits with what he'll try. And it's really like kind of a, a whole sexual awakening. Ooh. for them both and they're having a lot of fun how fun um, i love when you have people honestly, you can just play with you know yeah and the amount of sex she's having is like something that i never personally have. i don't think gay people can like you know a, a butt needs more rest than a pussy does uh she has been i mean we're talking like hours and multiple times a day and like for months now it's crazy she showed me a um she showed me a screenshot of an app that she uses to track her menstrual cycle and uh in there you can um you can indicate the days that you've had sex and it was like 28 out of 30 days uh they were having sex and this is like m- multiple times like marathon sessions like it's very impressive to me i don't know i i couldn't like stay up all night having sex 28 out of 30 days i would need some time i oh, think they were like each night was a marathon yeah they're like they're they're doing this like multiple times a day for like every day a month God bless them. how old are they like late 20s late 20s well um, okay they just like can't get enough of each other uh and it is it's very hot to hear about and it's also i'm like excited for her it's a it's a fabulous situation well it also um, sounds quite the opposite of gay so tell me where does the gay turn come oh well the she needed a little bit of advice because um 
things were starting to encroach on the butt area and she has didn't have any experience in the butt area and it wasn't just him for her it was her for him she was like i think that i could maybe rock his world and i think he'd be open to it uh but i don't know how to approach a butthole so we had a very uh we had a very like frank phone call uh where i gave her some advice on how um i might you know uh, approach a shy butthole (laughs) shy butthole (laughs) you just you have to be very quiet you have to use low voice you don't want it to close so she she close which just makes me think of an open butthole which is so <laughs> gross i did i remember i showed you a picture of a guy that i thought was hot on twitter one time like a porn star and you saw his butthole and you were like oh nope that looks tore up i was like you're not wrong <laughs> it was just looked kind of like an open butthole you're right i was gonna i was like did i say that but i'm like of course i said that why wouldn't i say yeah, that of yeah of course you did um it was one that had been recently used anyway this was a fresh one a fresh b-hole so um, i wonder if he got a glance of himself in a mirror <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Mm. Uh, remind us. That's episode 14. That is the filthy oh, is? fucking episode. <laughs> okay. It's back. Great. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're so, so welcome. The entire gay moment was this, or gayest moment of the week was this this phone call where I was coaching her through, like, it was like, he needs to know that you're going to get back there and down there. He needs to be open to it because he needs to have time to repair. And I'm not saying he needs a douche. I'm just saying he needs to, like, have taken, you know, care in the shower to make sure that he's not, like, uh, you know, concerned about you being near his butthole. As so I, I said like, to well, a friend going- today, you got to finger yourself first, at least. Sure. Um, Well, I don't know that he did that much, but I just encouraged her to, you know, do it while she's going down on him, like get a finger back there, a wet finger and not like I'm not saying go straight for the hole, but just like play around in the general area, you know, Uh, like let him know that you're back there. Let read his body language if he's open to it. If it's shutting him down, then don't go in too hard. Uh, Yeah, Sound advice. um, And so we we had this, you know, there was she had some questions. I had some answers. uh, And I then got a follow up text message of um, things that she she enjoyed on her weekend and she listed things and one of them was gave and received a rim job so <gasps> good for her they both they both popped their straight rimming cherries i don't know um they both got it and gave it and i am very proud of these young sexually liberated people just really enjoying that butt play she said yeah. it was fabulous especially rimming like there's I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but I think there's kind of no risk in rimming. Like, as long as you're freshly showered, you can't really get too deep in a rimming situation where you have anything to worry about. <laughs> you can get pretty deep in a rimming situation. <laughs> How deep can you get a tongue in a butthole? Depends on the butthole and depends on the strength of the tongue, I do suppose. Well, that Twitter guy's butthole, I could get my whole fucking... <laughs> my full... You could wear him like a hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was not that tore no, I don't up. Even, I honestly don't remember the butthole at all. I see a lot of buttholes. You should see my grinder. <laughs> well, nothing like a good rim job story to make me hungry for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, he basted her ass. She basted his ass. Everyone's basting the turkeys. It's... Now let's get into the journal. Uh. <laughs> basted his ass. <laughs> you basted an asshole or two. Gobble, 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 gobble me. Oh, Firk me running. Okay, so what? We're in October or something? <laughs> Firk me running. That's funny. <laughs> Fuck me running. You ever heard that? I have. I usually go with 
fuck me sideways with a chainsaw. Oh, you did say fuck me sideways, or you said fuck yourself sideways last episode. Well, you probably deserved it. Um, the quote is <laughs> fuck me gently with a chainsaw from Heather's, um, but I don't know where I got sideways from. Yeah, no, uh, sideways I think is your own special flair. Also, sit and spin is from Heather's. I appreciate that too. Love sit and spin. Yep, with the middle finger. Sit and spin. Watch Heather's. Oh, <laughs> I don't wanna. I haven't. You've never seen it? No, you're missing out. I'm not gonna tell you to do anything, but it's great. Oh, that's weird and rare that you're not going to. I'm filled with um, the spirit of Thanksgiving. I don't know. Were you going to ask me uh, where we were before we interrupted? I was. Uh, we're about to hit October 15th. It's 2015. You're at Martins. What else is happening? Um, I'm complaining about my voice being tired, and I am trying to back out of that birthright thing because I'm feeling guilty. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, okay. So October 15th, you lounged most of the day, and then you went for Thai food with Nick and Vic. Very fun night. Coffee and chatting after. Glad they are here. That's oh, nice. I love that. Nick actually just messaged me. He listened to the show and he was like, Shmush Martin's times are coming up and I'm excited to hear. And he's just, he's one of those people that will always bring a fucking smile to my face, you know? I was so grateful to have him and Vic there during this contract. They're just, they're my people, you know? Oh, good. Um, This is an interesting, uh, interesting entry. Um, October 16th. Woke up to a message from the guy you had sex with on your last cruise ship asking if I had been tested. He has a swollen gland, so he has me horrified, literally shaking at 8.30 a.m., even though I've tested negative since. Hard day at work. Um. Okay, well, we've both been there, but tell me about this. Does it, do you remember this? So, first of all... I am very glad. Remember that truck that I, the HIV testing truck that just happened to be outside that restaurant where I was getting hammered? I do remember that, yeah. Um, uh, so I just, by chance, had gotten tested recently, but I certainly would not have gone out of the way to do so. Wait, why do you say you certainly would not have gone out of the way to do so? You, like, get tested regularly if you're having sex, don't you? I, I'm rarely regularly having sex. <laughs> like, if I sure. had Fair sex enough. with a condom one time in the last six months, who knows if I'll get tested or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so at this point in my life, you know, I'm still pretty fucking paranoid about HIV, which is pretty ridiculous in 2015. Um, but it's, it's hard to get over. It is how you were socialized. Yeah. Yeah. So swollen glands is one of the first signs that you might be infected with HIV, but it's also a sign of most infections. Your, your glands swell as a, as an immunity, as an immune response. But it is one thing that is oftentimes cited as like the first, you know, a lot of people that become HIV positive are not uh, symptomatic in any way, and that's one of the like the the like telltale signs. So like gay men a lot of the time are are told that from very early on that um, that is a, a a sign of HIV infection. The amount of times I've checked my neck for swollen glands has probably in fact swollen them just from the amount of pressure I forced <laughs> on them. Stop poking yourself. So what's scary here is that he's messaging me at all. Uh huh. If I had a swollen gland. You wouldn't I, message all your partners all of a sudden. Right. That seems that seems uh, hasty. It does, yeah. So he asks me this out of nowhere, and I was like, yeah, and I, I recently tested negative. Why? And he was like, oh, just check in or something like that. And that was it for the day. And later on, he told me that he had already tested positive at this point and didn't tell me. He, um, That's very irresponsible. Well, got to give him a little grace because he's just tested positive for 
HIV and he's as scared as I would have been. And, you know, we, we're true. all operating he's, under he's these. He's trying to get you to get tested, but also like without saying that he's not ready to say that he's positive. It's it's tough because it is his responsibility to tell people that he's had sex with since he like, you know, doesn't know. It sounds like maybe he didn't know when he got infected. I don't know, if I was looking at this from the outside, I would say he did do the responsible thing. Thing? I mean, he he did reach out and I said I was tested and I tested negative. So like that should be enough. He doesn't owe me anything mm-hmm. further, I think. Um, yeah. All I know is now that there is possibly something to worry about. I am freaking out all day at work. I'm not myself. You know, I wear my heart in my sleeve. I like, yeah, you can when I am <laughs> feeling or thinking something, it is very obvious. But I also don't want to tell people why I'm I'm scared because I don't know anything. And I don't I don't even know his status yet. He hasn't told me. And I think Vic and Nick actually, this is one of the reasons they were so great. They were just like two people. They were just comfort. They, I don't know whether or not I did. I think I did end up telling them why I was like freaked out that day. Um, but it's just important, especially on a contract where you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily going to have your close people around. It was very comforting to have people I felt, you know, were yeah. a support network. Um, of course, of course. That's when you go to get tested. Uh, that's one of the things they talk to you about. Like if you're doing a rapid test and you're waiting for those like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes or whatever it is for the rapid test results to come back. They talk to you about like what, you know, what is your plan if this comes back positive? Who's your support network? Like those are the things that like really matter. And like while you're waiting, those are, it's important to think about that. Yeah. Um, so especially if you think there's been exposure, I'm, I'm just thinking about, I'm like, I'm going over all of our experiences. I was like, what, what kind of risk did I put myself in? And and I didn't. And that's the good thing about being as careful as you can. We, I, I knew that I only topped and I wore a condom and not to say it like you can absolutely uh, contract HIV, whether you're topping or bottoming, but the risk is much higher if you are bottoming. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just super shaken up that day. And I know I hear from him again, so we'll just leave it there for now. Um, well, I'm sorry that you had that kind of day because that is a um, that is an awful like omnipresent feeling uh, when a partner alerts you to something like that. Uh, I have been there as well. And it is scary, scary, scary. I was just going to ask you um, if you have been there. I've been there in the way that like a partner has told me that they have had a an STI. I have been there in a way where I've heard a rumor after sleeping with someone that they had an STI and weren't disclosing. Um, so this was, this was actually in high school. Um, my 16th birthday, nope, sorry. My 17th birthday, I hooked up with an uh, older guy who was like maybe 19 or 20. Um, and we had met at this gay coffee shop in Indy. Um, and I went home with them and I, then was talking to another friend that frequented the coffee shop and they're like, Oh, that guy, he has the clap and he doesn't tell anyone. And it's just awful. Like uh, it, 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 he just has an awful reputation. And I was like, fuck, cause he was hot, but like very like kind of trashy, this guy. Um, and I got completely freaked out and went and got myself tested for the first time. No, you know what? <laughs> Shit. I hate that I'm admitting this. You know what I did? I was too scared to go to an STD clinic because I was under 18 and I thought they would tell my parents. So I donated blood (laughs) at school and called for the test results to make sure everything was fine. I've done that. (laughs) We had a blood drive and I, yeah, I, I, I called under the pretense, like they were like, you can call and uh, like, you know, it wasn't an STD test, but they were like, well, you know, you'll be, um, you can call on the status of your donation and to get your blood type in two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I called in and I was like, just curious about the status of my donation and my blood type. And they were like, your donation was accepted and your blood type is a positive. I was like, okay, thanks. Anything <laughs> else? Anything else you here. want to tell me? Any? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I remember I pulled into an empty bank parking lot and called on my like shitty, you know, like Verizon Kyocera phone um, and like called this number that I had just been staring at me for two weeks. And I was so relieved. And I definitely know that's not a like as an adult, that's not an effective way to get an SCI screen. But um, that is that was my option when I was under 18 and scared of my parents finding out that I was having sex with boys. Two things. Um, I, one, want to ask you, why was that guy trashy? Was it just like because rumors about him having sex or like what? Was there anything else? Because I feel like that's easy to. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was definitely very promiscuous and didn't like I found out things about him later that would make me not want to have sex with him uh, just because of oh. how he like uh, he was. I was getting what I could get, like, as a young kid. Like, I met someone who was attractive, and then I found out, like, I spent the night at his house. He gave me, he was the one that gave me, like, 14 hickeys. I had to go to my friend's mom to cover up the hickeys. Well, that explains the trashy. Yeah, he was also, like, a 19 or 20-year-old guy that was having sex with 16, 17-year-old high school kids from the next town over. Like, it wasn't, it it wasn't awesome. Yeah, but doesn't scream responsible. Okay, yep, I'm I'm with you now. It just does not. It was very consensual. Uh, However, it was... Not like the epitome of high class romance. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I appreciate that. I just needed a little more painting here to understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, he was he was pretty, and he had long blonde hair, and he kind of looked like a bad boy, and he sucked on my neck like a leech. <sighs> Hickeys, man. No, I know. Did I tell you, I think Garbage. I did tell you about the one time I had a couple hickeys on my neck, and then I went to go have dinner with my mom and sister, and I had like a turtleneck on or something. And then it like popped out at some point. My mom was like, oh, your neck. And I was like, I did it shaving. And she was like, oh, okay. Just was like, okay, sure. That works. That works for me. Plenty I did of it. it shaving. I, I sure. bruised several spots of my neck shaving. <laughs> a, I never shave. B, if you're bruising, you're doing so, like, uh-huh. yeah, we get oh, it. That's so funny. <laughs> she was, she just wanted, she needed literally any, any explanation at that point. Um, and going back to the blood, I can't let that go by without saying that it is still Still, in 2020, gay men are not allowed to give blood because... Unless they've been abstinent for a year. That is... So, non-practicing gay men. If I were to fulfill the wishes of my parents and became a non-practicing homosexual, then I could give blood. One of the more official homophobic things about America. I don't know if it's America or the Red Cross or who specifically has this. um, I I don't know where the policy, CDC, I don't know, something. um, But it's, yeah, in America, if you're a gay man who has had sex with another man since 1976, any time in the last year, you are not allowed to have sex. Or (laughs) you're not allowed to give blood. Explicitly because they assume that you're a higher risk for HIV, even though they test the blood. They test you before, they test the blood after. They test the blood, yeah. And we, everyone knows that there are more ways than just gay sex that you can contract HIV, and it is an ignorant and outdated policy. So hopefully the Biden administration can uh, get that removed. That'd be great. It's a really easy thing to do. It is a known fact that if gay men were allowed to donate blood, there would no longer be a blood shortage in America. Yeah. And to be clear, we can we can literally give blood and just lie, but it's it's pretty fucking degrading. Mm-hmm. It's what I did in high school. So uh, when I said 1976, I just remember. I think that's the year. I remember um, whenever I would give blood as a like a, a young person, like in in high school, uh, when we would do blood drives and stuff. They that was the question. It was like, are you a man who's had sex with a man since 1976? Which I guess is like the the first. Uh, the first known case of HIV. Um, and I would just always check no and be like, I'm just lying so I can donate blood like everyone else because it's the thing to do. Um, it seemed crazy to me back then and I didn't even know half of what I know now. 
I just looked it up and a quick Google from the Red Cross says you can men who have not had sex with another man in more than three months are not deferred by oh. so I guess okay. it's three months now. Either way, it's offensive. Still, it's still homophobic. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it is fear of gay men and gay sex. Um, I mean, I am also afraid of gay men and gay sex, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I would like it to be known that this new desk that I have built for myself is a little higher than the average desk because Peter's so tall. He wanted his desk to be um, extra tall. So it's like four inches taller than the average desk. I made mine that way as well. And Eleanor loves to lay under desks, but this one's tall enough for her to sit under. And so I just felt a gentle pressure on my knee and she has just rested her little chin on my knee and wants to be petted while we podcast. That's so sweet. She's so precious. God, I need a dog. I need to. I a lot of friends were sending dog pics today, and it, I'm craving. I, I can handle it. I can take care of a dog. I know you can. You know how many dumb 20-year-olds keep dogs alive? <laughs> I, I know far too many, actually. <laughs> um, on the 18th of October, Sunday shows. Got swung out for a show. Not as vocally tired as usual, but sleepy. Need to prepare audition sides for soulmates. Got frog and toad contract. Oh, so you're just going straight into another contract after this? Guess so. On October 19th, you drove up to NYC with your castmates. Um, you went to Blockheads with Sam and Aaron. You slept at Janine and B2's. They got a cat. Listened to first bits of Hamilton. Oh! Oh, what yeah. What a fun time. Janine was the first person I knew that knew Hamilton. She loved it. She was like, you gotta see this show. It's great. I was like, oh, I'll get on that. I'll check it out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> this little show. Um, on the 20th of October, you visited the bakery at Marcy Avenue Lincoln Center to get oh. music for soulmates and printed headshots. The bakery on Marcy Avenue is Weebo's Bakery. I don't think it was open at this point, but it was open for 50 years before, and I grew up, like, down in garlic bread from there. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love that you went to visit it. Um, let's see here. After you printed headshots, you shopped at H&M for a jacket and sweatpants, Mexican, and Daddy Long Legs with Hannah. What's Daddy Long Legs? It was an off-Broadway show she was understudying, and we just went to go watch it together. Oh, cool. I love that. Um... On the 21st, you did staffing from 4 to 9. Very easy. Smiled and pointed to an escalator all night. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get over that right quick. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. You ate at Terry Vegan before and after, um, but must save money for apartment. Well, you had two, You ate two meals out that day. <laughs> at a very expensive vegan place. <laughs> Great. Um, saw last 15 minutes of Cinderella at Company, nine, uh, company 14. Oh, yeah. Roman be- numerals are hard. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> no, I did. I almost said company nine. I was like, nope, that's wrong. Idiot. <laughs> 14 looks nothing like nine in Roman numerals. Um, it was just this super funky, creative, off-Broadway style telling of Cinderella. And I think uh, B2 was bartending or something. So I snuck in for the last bit of it. It was fun. Loved it. Seeing that show made you excited to be back in New York City. There we go. On the 22nd of October, uh, you got a callback for Soulmates in the morning. Or Sorry, you went to a callback from Soulmates in the morning. Was terrible. <laughs> Man, so many bad auditions for this show you end up getting. I know. <laughs> uh, my... My voice is so wrecked from Schmishmardens. Drove back to Virginia, home very late, two more weekends. Sounds like you might be kind of over it. Um, it was oh, it was fun. I, I mean, I don't know. It was short. Who cares? Short. Um, on October 23rd, you heard from the guy from the ship again in the morning that he is, in fact, HIV positive. Mm-hmm. I'm horrified, and it fucked me up for the day. I tested negative well after sleeping with him, and he knows he got it from someone after me, but still very scary. What if I had done that ship again? So, 
I do remember him telling me that it was either me or this other guy. And I was like, well, according to my last test, it's not me. And, you know, inside I'm freaking out, but also I'm trying to be as compassionate as possible. Uh huh. <laughs> and, you know, I remember him just telling me that he felt like it was pretty low risk on ships in general uh, because, you know, we have we all have to do these super extensive physicals before we sign on. And so uh-huh. it's, it's easy to convince yourself that everyone on the ship is probably lower risk, which is obviously a super flawed theory, but uh-huh. yeah, I could imagine myself going back on the ship and thinking the same thing. Like, right. I mean, I remember, do you remember how much I was hemming and hawing about whether or not to do this contract? Don't we all? Okay. <laughs> uh. Well, if I had, you know, he would have been there and I'm sure we would have had sex again and he wouldn't have known his status at that point. Yeah, that's a, a dangerous road to go down. The All the what ifs. What if I had done something that would have put me at risk? There's a million, infinite a number of those. Well, that's true. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it, it's compounding right now because of the health insurance debate we're having in the courts as we speak. Yeah. First of all, we've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. A proper treatment can make someone who is HIV positive, undetectable, and therefore untransmittable. But what makes it hard in America is that it can then be a pre-existing condition, which makes it hard to get insurance, which makes it hard to get medication. And it just snowballs from there. I, I so often take health insurance for granted because I haven't been uninsured for a long period of time or... Um, uh, I, I haven't been in those scary situations. Um, but like when, when it comes to like not having insurance or, or not being insurable, um, uh, but it is so common, like you, you can't throw a stick in, in America without, you know, hitting someone that is, um, that wouldn't then be able to go to the hospital and get treated for being hit by a stick from a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about um, uh, my college roommate, a dear friend, was like weeping for joy when uh, the ACA passed because she has a pre-existing condition and was like, oh, my God, I'll perhaps be able to have health insurance beyond college. I can stand my parents until I'm 26 and then, you know, figure it out from there. It's like it's literally life changing for so many people. It seems so fucking simple, but I guess this is not a political podcast. So uh, whatever. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> On October 24th, you're so exhausted, probably because you had a bad day yesterday, hoping I don't have nodes, well, and HIV, uh, went to... Are these are these nodes or swollen <laughs> glands? Either way, I'm going to aggressively feel my throat. If you can feel your nodes, then it's they're too, too late. Big. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too late. If your vocal nodes are big enough to feel from the outside, you're in some serious yeah, trouble. <laughs> uh went to taco bell after work even though i should save money um dear old michael taco bell is cheaper than anything you could make from the grocery store pennies taco bell is so cheap unless you include the medical bills they're going to cost later (laughs) the there's the there's a a ton of uh economic research about like the the cheapness of food and how much it actually costs you in the long run due to health concerns and expensive ah. healthcare in America. Don't tell the health insurance company you eat Taco Bell. It's a pre-existing condition. You are unqualified. <laughs> it's just like smoking. Um, then it says you filmed wicked slash looks like it says swampy video. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Nick is playing a character called swampy. Oh, he's, okay. So he's painted in green. He's also got a sick voice and like higher than Jesus. Jesus was notoriously high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's pretty he, I mean, fucking high man he could sing the shit out of it so we were like okay we had a break during the shows and we got the fog machine going and put him up on a pedestal and we're like go nuts and so we had our swamp creature doing um defying gravity and it was delightful oh that's hilarious <laughs> um oh reminds me that i need to come up with a christmas video for gabriella <laughs> oh that's funny i was thinking about that today i was like what am i gonna do oh, well I have plans. the season baby it is i listened to 
It is way too early for this, and I do not condone it, but I had to. Leslie Odom Jr. has a new Christmas album out, and his first one was so good. And when I saw it was out, I was like, well, I have to listen to it. This is my and I don't regret it. It's really amazing. Um, it's only 30 minutes long. It's not the time. 30 um, minutes? Yeah, it's, it's very tiny. short. It's, so, it's teensy. It's teeny. <laughs> don't finish that. <laughs> I won't. Um... It's very good. I highly recommend it. But in two weeks. Great. Well, uh, one week. Actually, the day this comes out, I will start playing Pentatonics Christmas on repeat until December 26th. And also Leslie Adams Jr. I would rather like wait a week after Thanksgiving and, and take it into the week of New Year's, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I typically have my Christmas tree down by New Year's. I like to ring in the New Year and with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. On the 25th. Oh, we're going to chop down our own Christmas tree this year on our property. Oh my God, that's sweet. Isn't that cute? We have so many little pine trees. I'm going to go murder one for my own <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> Chops it down with a shotgun. <laughs> Keep shooting the base until it just falls over. Did you see they rescued a little baby owl from the um from the, the Rockefeller tree? Rockefeller Center Yeah. Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Center tree. I did see that. I, I'm confused though, because that means that little owl was transported where from wherever yes. they got it from. Uh-huh. I can't believe it, it survived. It, it was a stowaway and it survived. It was a Christmas miracle. Also, a Christmas miracle. You're alive and you're an orphan. Good luck in this new climate. You're fucked. <laughs> you live at the Bronx Zoo now. Congratulations. <laughs> You survived and your reward is prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just like anyone that crosses the border across yeah. the Rio Grande in a, in a fucking raft. Oh, uh, America. At least we're consistent. On October 25th, exhausted but decided to go to the bar, drank some pitchers, some pitchers, well done, with Hot Dork. Uh, was really fun. Only one weekend left. Ready to go back to NYC. Nervous about money, though. Well, stop drinking it all. <laughs> Also, well, at that bar that we go to, it's it's like 50 cents for a beer. Um, yeah, it's like pit, penny pitchers. Also, it is crazy, though, to me that every entry you're like, I need to save money, but I ate out all three meals and then went drinking. Okay, drama. Never have I eaten out all three meals, but I think there's probably a correlation. When I spend money, I write it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there is a correlation. That makes sense. I got to spend some money. Um, That's all. You got to live a little. Yeah, no, you do have to spend some money. I'm just giving you a hard time for writing it. You also have it. to cry a little <laughs> until the clouds roll by a Okay, I'm done with this journal for the day. <laughs> Bye. Was the yodel your uh, your cue? Uh, yeah, I, we've, we've about reached end of recording time. We still have another week until uh, this show is over, and there's no way we're getting through oh. another week in this episode. So uh, Halloween will live an, to see another episode. Well, fantastic. It's a bit of a bummer that we have to stretch Halloween on, but I do pretty much leave it up to you for whenever your tolerance is spent. I do think there is a good chance that if we keep at this pace, we will hit Christmas right around Christmas time. I mean, we can't win them all, but that would be a nice one. That would be lovely. Okay. Well, we have we can have goals. <laughs> put, put this in the previously on in a few weeks when we're nowhere near Christmas at Christmas time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, I think I think I have some listener mail to share. Oh, good. One sec. Lay it on me. All right. So we got a couple here. One is from a longtime listener. And she said, my straight-ish husband has injured himself for sure dancing around naked in the house. And I think that's in response to you. Oh. That one time you gave yourself a bruise or something uh-huh. from slapping yourself in a Celine Dion exaltation. Straight-ish um, husband is the best part of that for sure. Love that so much. I believe you said something along the lines of uh, injuring yourself while dancing around naked being reserved for gay men. And she's now proven otherwise. <gasps> and then three things specifically about you, Cam. Oh, good. 
Gefeltefish fuckface Amy told me today that <laughs> she used to just be goldfish Amy. Now she's Gefeltefish fuckface Amy. Delightful. She told you what? She, she told me she stopped listening to the podcast in the middle of the episode to call me cackling about your sound check. Um, this is a sound check we stuck in the last episode. Um, we. You, like, what is this uh, we, sir? <laughs> You know who did it. I had no say in that. A roller coaster of emotions. It like you suck a dick, then you talk about your tiny, tiny, you know, thing, and it's um, (laughs) it's quite amusing. (laughs) So she enjoyed that. And uh, the next bit about you was from a longtime Australian listener. Mm -hmm. He had some nice words to say about an episode, and then he specifically said, "Also, Cam, no one says calm in Australia. We pronounce it carm with an R." Carm. And also, our uh, friend Dwayne uh, messaged because he wanted to let you know he knows of and has played Can Jam. And this man lives in California. He's from he Maine. Said, it's an eastern seaboard thing. I Okay. Still. Well, he goes on to say, mm-hmm. it's the poor man's frisbee golf. Oh, Cameron needs to stop acting like because he hasn't heard of something that nobody else has either. <laughs> Wink face heart. <laughs> okay. I'm sitting right up on this high horse. I'm comfy and I'm not getting down. <laughs> You, I know you are. Just because mm. you guys are from the Eastern Seaboard and you have a bunch of weird references and say things strangely doesn't mean that everyone else has to just roll over and take it. We're not asking everyone to bottom all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I'm not bottoming for your pronunciations. It's a belabored metaphor. And that's all of the listener mail for this week. Thank you very much for reaching out. We always appreciate it. Um, another way you can reach out is by leaving us a beautiful message in the form of an iTunes review. If you listen on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe, leave those reviews. It really helps people find us. And if you want more of My Best Friends Journal, you can find us online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast. You can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And that's really as available as we're willing to be. So happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we hope that you've had a story-worthy week. What? That's how they end the Moth Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good. We should steal that. <laughs> no, here at My Best Friends Journal, we say, until next time, always remember... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak turkey. (laughs) It's the only foul language I never picked up. Well, then you'll never know what you should always remember. Bye, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you're so good at gross noises, you really are. Speaking of gross noises, hello, boy. Uh, oh, who's this? Hello. Hi, Fergus. You can hear him in the mic, but probably not in the mic. What's that? <laughs> what was that? Oh, gross. <laughs>